innovation is in our veins Soon the whole world will know our names Sharing our knowledge and freedom reign We give for the people, you know it's our way Setting foundations is part of the dream It doesn't matter if you're new to the game Listen up now, cause we all gon' say Ugh. Elevate, elevate, elevate Higher, elevate, elevate, elevate Higher, we gon' rise up Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, everyone. It's so great to have you all on one more time. It's your boy, Josh Dalton. And we're grateful to be back on with you for another Thursday. Dude, these Thursday episodes, man, the last one was dope. Was. I thought it was, thought it was fun. We're on one on Thursdays. Yeah. <laughs> last week, we didn't come in a little, we were a little rusty last Monday, but we're, we're, we're coming in hot this time around. Yeah, man. Ready to go. Yeah, man. You know what? Uh, it was the first episode of the week. It was the first one we recorded. It's just, just off off caliber. We were off. We were off off the mark a little. Yeah, just a little bit. We just weren't. I mean, I don't think either of us were really had our uh, our finger on the pulse of what was going on in the world in general. And then uh, we saw some things that we thought were interesting. We just didn't. And we just talked about the man. Just exactly. two white guys of the podcast, dog. Just talking the talk. Just two white guys of the podcast. Just talking the talk, man. But maybe that's Ooh. a good. Um, indication that our our real lives were so mm, involved this week yeah we were in the present moment a lot exactly and i'll take that every day of the week man true as much as we love you guys i guess i'll choose my family first yeah (laughs) 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 oh boy but yeah there's some things we want to talk about just because there's obviously things are tough right now in the economy and people might be getting laid off people are kind of trying to find new work we're here to kind of help you. We're cope. hiring. <laughs> we, we are hiring another producer uh, because it's about time that to fire place. this one again. <laughs> Second time around, maybe I'll be gone for good this time. We'll, just, we'll see. It's an annual thing at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, people are looking for work, and we understand that can be a tough time, it can be a scary time, especially uh-huh. an economy like this where just everything seems uncertain. So, and we well, yeah, it. dude. Well, Everything seems uncertain. It's like, it's this very unique time where, I guess the word is like, unrelatable or, or like I can't compare. It's I, I can't compare it to anything. Like, I, you know, finding jobs, especially in tech, before this was like, I want a job. Okay, <laughs> right. So this is so new. It's like for for anyone, and if you're just graduating college, and maybe you started two years ago, or comp sci started four years ago, maybe it's like. You started before the pandemic, and you know you're graduating into a completely different tech scene. Yeah, it's almost like the promises that you're given yes. are no longer. Yeah, there. like the draw that made you like, oh yeah, that'll be fun. I'm going to become a designer or a web developer or a project manager. It's mm-hmm. like tech has changed. I, I, every industry has changed. Totally. Tech's just what we know. But yeah, yeah. It's the thing I find interesting though is this time around when things are starting to get hit. Right now, tech is getting slammed the hardest mm-hmm. out of any industry, which yeah. I don't think anyone saw that coming, M- me, myself included. I didn't see that at all. But then I start breaking down what's been happening in, within that industry, and it's starting to make sense because the past 10 years in tech have been absolutely bonkers. Just crazy. There's been It's made no sense. Like the dot-com bubble onward has just been like money at an exponential rate. Totally, like... The Elon Twitter stuff revealed a lot for me of how many people you don't need in an organization maybe is the word, right? Like um, there were people who were doing like, like there are some employees who don't do as much as others. I think any company has that. Some some people are more senior. They just have more responsibilities. That's life. There were some people at Twitter doing nothing. Like not nothing. (laughs) Like they were, they never checked in a line of code or if they're a project manager, they like were never on like zoom or like they, they just weren't doing it. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It's funny when you, uh, things are going well, there's a lot of bloat. Yeah. But when things start getting tough, we talked about this as an episode topic, like eight months ago at this point. And we told people that this is going to come. It'd be interesting to check back in about eight months. And, yes. and here we are. Yeah. Things are getting a little sweaty up in here. Yeah. There's less money to go around, and especially you see the SVB issues going on, right? Like, that's a, it's a large indication, I think, of what's happening, especially, I mean, literally in Silicon Valley, but uh, that's, you know, tech central, right? These companies are they're feeling a little bit more. You're hearing about layoffs way more. And that means if people are being laid off, they're not really hiring either. A lot of hiring freezes right now. Yeah. So that's a, 
if you're laid off, not only are you now laid off, no one's hiring. Yeah. And so that's where we come in. Yeah, man. And we just trying to help kind of figure out where to go, how to manage and just some things that we've experienced through this time. Mm. Um, Cause we've had clo- close ones in our lives. We're going through similar stuff. Or yeah. We have been laid off and yeah. trying to figure it out. But we'll start from the top, as we said, because back in 2013, 2014 onward, yeah, so, things were getting wild. Yeah. And it, that was the thing I, I remember, especially in mainly down in Silicon Valley, New York, mm-hmm. LA, mm. where you had, like you're a developer did nothing you're getting paid 180,000 minimum minimum like as a junior you're getting that minimum and you know and if you're a senior you're getting 200 250 no big deal us no biggie every day of the week exactly and and now we're moving to the scenario where you didn't even have to do much and you're getting paid that kind of cash mm-hmm. but now things are getting tech is getting hit hard and now there's developers that actually required to need to do something out there. Mm. Uh, same for designers, same for project managers, everything in tech. And, and most jobs, it seems exactly. like. When, when the economy shrinks, the expectation on the select few rises. Mm. So you were just doing that one thing before, say, I'm a designer in this case. You were only just doing design work in terms of putting together screens and designing how they look and visuals right that was your job yeah now you need to make sure you are taking care of all the wireframing all of the research that goes into the wireframes mm. making sure you're sourcing your uh, uh people you're interviewing yeah you're, you're doing the whole kit and caboodle yeah so if right like if now is a peak moment where some if you're if your direct reports coming to you and going we want you to own the process from end to end what they're saying is we want you to do more work for free. Yep. That's what they're saying. And own the process from end to end, man. And the problem is you at this point in the economy, you have to take it. Or else. Yeah. You know, because they're gonna hire a jack of all trades. And they'll, they'll find someone else to do it. Yeah. So it sucks, but just for it's only for a time. Only for a time. Yeah, because I mean you see now is a unique time where tech powers pretty much everything. So I feel like a tech um, like this, this um, bubble bursting of tech, I don't think is a long one. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it'll rebound much quicker than maybe other industries. Um, but the one thing that is a surefire way to know that it won't is is <laughs> like issues with banks, right? Like we're seeing like that. Like so, obviously, some of it is out of your control as as an employee. Like if if the if there's serious financial loss, you can you can only be so good before and the company's got to make a decision. You know, so yeah, it's also important to not wear that mentally for sure. Like, you know, sometimes it's out of your control. Sometimes it is 100% not your fault. Yeah, and it's just part of the game. Yeah. And you said you mentioned it earlier. I really do think Elon purchasing Twitter was the start of all of this. Was he really shrunk down, like mm. fired 75% of his staff? And the company went on without hitch. Yep. I was skipping a beat. And I think as the economy shrunk, other businesses started kind of realizing the same thing. Yeah. Oh, we actually don't need all these roles. Yeah, right. We can cut down the balance sheet a little bit here. And the problem is, like, there's people in tech that was, honestly, I had met them. I I knew some of them. Mm -hmm. They saw tech as a free ride. Mm -hmm. It it was a joke. You're getting paid a ridiculous salary. You get to work 10 to 6, maybe. Mm -hmm. And... You're just out with your friends every night. You get to go travel. You get your unlimited vacation. Mm-hmm. Get all these benefits. And now those people are getting caught in a tough economy because they really didn't have anything to offer the company in the first place. Right. And now they may have been laid off. And now kind of stuck trying to figure out what they're going to do. So we all say this to say this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is we, we talked about this before on the show. We this, It's been a trend with us. Is we always told you and always advised to make sure that you're good in a wide variety of things because this day was coming. Mm -hmm. We wanted to make sure that you knew that you were indispensable, showed your employer indispensable Mm. so that when the layoffs came, they knew they couldn't get rid of you. Yeah. It would be tough too. Yeah. But say you did get laid off. What do you do now? You can cry about it for about a day. 
Yeah, man, have the moment, be emotional, but do not get stuck there. Yeah, it's okay to ex- acknowledge. Yeah, bad thing happened. Yeah. You're only human. Exactly. Take a time, day, maybe two, but then you got to get back at it and then take that energy and just force it down someone's throat. That's yeah. The, that's the competitive part of me. That's how I roll in general. Um, but like own what your your skills are. Know what you're really good at. Try to really take a nice, solid look and understanding of like, okay, what did I do in my last job? What did I like doing? What was I good at? What can I offer to, for my next job? Mm-hmm. And really try to double down on those things. Yes. Again, if you're a developer, maybe you need to kind of add another tool to your belt. Whether it's just maybe your your code, you could speak better to, to this. Than Definitely. I uh, well, if I, if you were a developer, it would be what would be something that would you would need to add? Yeah, I would say you know to be able to write code sure is one thing, right? But then I would say to be able to properly test code, to be able to um, read and review and provide critical feedback on other people's code is equally as important, especially if you're joining a tight knit team. You know, generally you rely on each other for for review, so that's obviously important. Proper testing. Um, be good at documentation, know how to properly explain what you're doing in pseudocode so other people can can easily pick up where you left off. And um, I, I think there's a variety of things. And I think one thing that um, you didn't mention, I think is equally as important is um, if you sucked at something that you know you could have done better at, recognize that. Don't pretend that it was their fault if you sucked at something. You just get better at that. If, if you know you could have done more and didn't, that's your fault. Just now, you know, you've got the hard, you got the hard message, the message received. I got laid off. Yeah. Maybe it was because of this. I didn't do it. I didn't, you know, I didn't hold up my end of the bargain. Now you have another shot, right? It's not, maybe it's not a bad thing, but I would say, yeah, you have to walk a fine line of not, not living in delusion either. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. And owning, yeah, as you said, owning your crap. Yeah. Owning where you came up short. And your wins. Yep. If you know you brought a solid win to your past company, brag about it. Mm-hmm. That if you did it, brag about it to your, ne- to, to, you know, that that's, if you can, if that's, that's a skill. Learn to convert your big wins into metrics for your resume. That's huge. To say, I built this feature that was great. That's useless. But if you built this feature that gained the company 25% more customers, which led to an increase in revenue of X, that means something to someone. That's way more important. Yeah, and in an interview, that means a lot. That means a lot. Have metrics rather than bold, like big statements. Yeah. That was like early in my career. That was kind of what was a critique of uh, me in my early interviews was, Josh, you're great at presenting. You're great at telling a story. Mm. But we're just not seeing the work behind the story. Right. <laughs> you know, like there was a lot of fluff. Right. But like where was the the real stuff? Right. You know, and, uh, and that, that's... That was an area I had to really grow in and understand. Yeah. Right. And the same goes for anyone who else who's in any industry. You said bring metrics to where you can have impact. And yeah. that's, that's the key is the key word is impact where. Yes. Every company right now is because now they're what I've been seeing. because I've been talking to different hiring managers and different friends in other companies and trying to understand what's going on with them. See if we, you know, I can try to improve with where I'm at. This, that, the other. But it's the same theme across a lot of different companies. Mm-hmm. Is they're so strict on who they're hiring. It is crazy. I've seen so many companies. I'd say at this point, just because like you know LinkedIn always pops up like yep job these, stuff, yeah, jobs and stuff. And I'm like, I've been seeing the same job posted by some of these companies for, for six, months, eight, ten months. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, you know and. You're trying to figure out what, and, and then you end up kind of just like, because like I had a friend of mine who was one of these hiring managers and I, I, he was one of those scenarios where I was like, why yes, what's been holding up you guys so long? You've been looking for this role a long time. Yeah. And he's just like, well, we're just really specific in what we're looking for. We just have not found it yet. Right. And they were willing to go without instead of hiring the wrong person. That says a few things for sure. Um, I would say number one is a lot of times what happens is when you maybe get at, when you get um, approved for an interview, like you initially apply, you get a request for an interview. Then sometimes imposter syndrome set, sets in where you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm going to bond. Like this is great. Like I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what to do. An added reassurance that I think everyone should remember is 
right now more than ever, they're not just giving interviews to anyone. They already think you're somewhat good enough. So go in knowing that, go in knowing, yeah, I wouldn't be sitting here right now if they thought I sucked. Like they're, they're, they're not doing that right now. They're not even wasting their time. So put that in your belt, go in with that sort of confidence of, yeah, they trust me, so I'm gonna trust myself. Yeah. That's super important. Number two, one thing that never ever proves successful to anyone I know is mass applying to jobs. Mm. Clicking easy apply on Indeed and just sending in that generic Indeed resume is almost useless. It really doesn't get you anywhere. Look at what you want to do. Look at the companies hiring for what you want to do specifically. Craft unique applications for each one. It, it might seem like it will take longer because it will, but the payout will be way greater. Totally. Easy apply does nothing. Mm -hmm. And own who you are and what makes you unique. So for me... Mm. For example, you listen to the show. I appreciate you listening to the show. I, I'm a I'm a big personality. I love to present. I mm. love doing things. I love putting on a show. Yeah. I remember Oops. back when I was looking for work. This would have been a year and a half ago now. I did full on video cover letters, dude. Yeah. I had I well, there's only one company I applied to who like specifically required a cover letter. Mm. I was so annoyed. I was like, why are you requiring a cover letter? Yeah, like, I want the job because I want the job. You want me to tell you I love you? It's freaking 2021, bro. Like, I'm not yeah. giving you a cover letter, yeah. dude. Are you kidding me? So I, all I did was I gave him a cover letter in big, bold letters that said, not another cover letter. And then a little link at the end is like, if you really want to know who I am, you click this. And it was just me doing a two-minute clip of, like, why they needed to hire me. And I... At the time, didn't realize this because I misunderstood the title of what they were hiring for. So I thought I was hiring for a specific design role. Turns out I was applying for something completely unrelated. Um, they were looking for a, like um, a head of product manager or whatever. No, oh. not head of what was it? They were it was like head of product. And that was it. Oh, and so I at the time there the, the terminology of UX was turning into more of a product designer. Mm. so that was like i was like okay i guess they're hiring for product design so head of product i get it, it makes sense. right like weird okay um and also i just hadn't been working like in a heavy uh, corporate space yet in tech so i was unfamiliar with a lot of these roles in general right and so i literally hide like literally applied for essentially a product manager position didn't realize i was doing that and they emailed me back it's like yeah so we're not look really looking for your skills right now um, but we liked your video so much. We want to see your portfolio and see if we can make something work. <laughs> I was like, cool, sweet. Whoops. My bad. But that was, that was a, like an oops turned win. Yeah, exactly. You know, and we ended up having a couple conversations. It didn't end up working out because again, they weren't hiring for what right. I wanted in the first place. Yeah. But the fact that you got a conversation out of it is just play to your unique, your, your unique strengths. And they will now remember, they'll go, oh, you remember that guy, Josh, who he sent that big freaky cover letter that only had a link? Like, yeah. they'll, rem they'll remember that. Yeah, what a loser. <laughs> well, hey, here's my opinion. Yep. Whatever makes your name stick in someone's brain, who cares, dog? True. Call me whatever you want. Call me to the lowest behind my back. No big deal. But if it means I get to talk to you again for something that might help me, or I don't care what you think. True. But yeah, it goes back to my point is... Figure out what, what are your unique traits. And there's some people out there who are like, ah, oh, there's nothing unique about me. Mm, oh, no. I hate that crap, man. No. Everyone's got something. Even if you're like, even if in your brain you're like, oh, the only thing I am is like, like just obsessive and like I need to like be, or I'm so, or I'm like, I'm good at organizing. I'm like, that's a skill. Like if the only thing that you can do is remain highly organized and punctual, that's a huge skill. Mm -hmm. Huge. Lean into it. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, we're just like, I know everyone's at their various degrees of self-awareness and what they're good at and what they're not good at. And self-confidence. That's also true. You know, but really take some time to really take a breather. Turn off the TV. Turn off the phone. Yeah. Just go in your, like, this is, I know we're getting to weird territory. No, right? dog. But this is important stuff. Take some mushrooms and kill your ego. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the same as saying doing cocaine to do a further marathon run? Um, no. Oh, okay. No. Cool. Sounds good. No. 
I t- I, I'm kidding. Yeah. No one take drugs on our advice, please. <laughs> I actually have a student who's doing a whole project about um, responsible shroom use. Yeah. And I'm uh, all for responsible shroom use, dude. Yeah. But situations like this that he brought up in his project, he's like, yeah, I just don't listen to some sh- jabroni online. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. If you listen to me as your like trip sitter, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fool. <laughs> Fair bye, fair bye. Sorry, Jimmy didn't interrupt. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so do shrooms. And <laughs> no, 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 don't no, do no, shrooms. No. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Whoops. Have the double down at KFC. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> no, but really take your time to really take a breather, clear the noise. Get, yes. Get out of the like. Get, remove, remove the computer. Remove the phone. Go for a walk. Go somewhere. So the, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for us and our, especially. It's just tough for me in our day and age. Go somewhere, just quiet, and sit there for an hour, mm. just allowing your mind to think. Mm. You'll be amazed at what stuff comes about. Hundred percent. Yeah. You want to say something, Philip? St- like get like a comfy chair in like a dark room. Like turn the lights down, turn the TV off. Like just allow yourself to be in your own head for a minute. It's weird. It's very uncomfortable. Dude, yeah. But it'll help you kind of get a little bit removed from the situation. Realize what you're kind of good at. Realize what you're not so good at. And what you can double down on to land that next gig. Yeah, and like not to get to on like a like onto a spiritual level, but I think if, if someone's willing to subscribe to any sort of notion, allow yourself, free yourself to hear the messages from your future self. Like there is, in my opinion, we are like on a treadmill with the future coming toward us, meaning that you can you can see it, you can contact it, and it can contact you. And so listen to yourself, like that feeling in your gut, that voice in your head, it doesn't come from any, it doesn't come from nowhere. If there's something commanding you, telling you in your gut, in your mind, like trust it a little bit, see it through. One bad decision means you can just go make another decision. Just make another decision after that one. Who cares? But right. see it through. It could be big. It could be the your next big thing. Yeah. I think this is also a very important thing. Josh and I talked about it in the car. Is like, especially coming out of winter and February and March, mm. where it's been very sucky, right? Winter is mm. horrible for, I think, people's mental health across the board. So just giving yourself that hour of nothing even Mm. kind of start your day Uh, i've been trying to do this where i start my day for the first hour i don't look at my phone don't look at anything i just make my breakfast do whatever i need to do to prepare for the day and i'll be in a much better mindset throughout that entire day to get my goals done because i'm not distracted by all these other things going on i'm like right i'm good i'm settled now and i'm ready to take this day on and now the sun's getting brighter you know, go for a walk in the morning. Do it first thing. Just set your mind in the right space, and you can pretty much accomplish anything you want. Dude, I love that's like out of like the Stoicism Bible, man. I love it. It's his new podcast. I love it, man. That's good advice. That's good advice. Stoicism is like, bro. Dude, it, I one hundred percent could not recommend anyone. Like, I I can only recommend to everyone to like research that. Mm-hmm stoicism and how it will impact your life is is incredible totally allows you to really harness your emotions mm. and take ownership of those especially as people for me in particular who's a very emotional person mm. very helpful to really like, take a step back figure out what i'm feeling mm-hmm. and how not to react to them that's yeah critical. that's critical yeah 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 you'll never not feel things exactly like for example if you lose your job that's emotional that's hard yeah you're gonna feel that and you should Mm-hmm. To, 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 it means you're alive. That's a good thing. It means you're human, which is a good thing. It means you care. Yeah. The, the, you, yeah, exactly. It's a good thing. But then if you were to allow that to consume you, to allow that to send you into a depression, to allow you to send you into, you know, something deep and dark is, um, you know, aside from people who, of course, battle diagnosed issues. Of course, that's a, another thing. But for the most part, you can get out of your own way. Yeah, it's all about just kind of harnessing that energy. For example, I go through all kinds of different emotions mm-hmm. when I feel like I've been 
just shut out or something negative's happened. I either get really down on myself and I start getting really sad and then I get really angry. Mm. I get frustrated. And that's it's those times where I, I allow myself to feel sad. Mm-hmm. And then when I start switching to anger, that's when I go do something about it. Yeah. And like cuz that's like for me in general, I'm a competitive person. Yeah. I always want to be the best at anything I do. Yep. And so you know, say it's a scenario where someone thinks I'm not a good enough designer. Right. I'm like, all right. My Michael Jordan meme, I took that personally. Mm-hmm. I don't shove it right in their throat and show them what they missed. Mm-hmm. I'm so competitive like that. I'll get the champagne bottle with their name on it. Yeah. Pop that sucker. Yeah. Bro, that's just me. Um, but that's kind of where I take my anger. And that's where I put it into is just proving yeah. people wrong. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do. So just figure out what. Your emotions are fair where your patterns are. Patterns a huge word, dude. And something I would say like up until I was like, like last year, I didn't have any real patterns. I think because I was still so young, like everything was just, everything was still new. Now there's like a, yeah, like, um, I've kind of settled on a vibration, mm. right? I've, I've settled on a vibration and w- there are trends like that I can see in myself. Like when X happens, regardless of who it's with, it's, it's always the same thing and it always makes you feel the same way. And I don't like that. Right. So then it's like, okay, I've learned that now. What, like, what can I do um, in those moments? And so, yeah, I think that's, it's, it's wildly helpful advice to look into yourself, to look deep inside of yourself and figure out what should I do? Like if there's something I need to be doing to better my career or, Am I, do I have an unemployable characteristic? Am I mean? Like, am I, do I have a bad attitude? Do I not like hearing the word no? Do I not like taking orders? Okay, so then all the things are either correctable or you cannot be in a line of work that involves any of those things. But you at least know that about yourself now. And that obviously includes you having to admit something maybe you don't want to admit about yourself, which of course can be hard too. But if it's who you are, you can't run from it. Yeah. Exactly. But it might make you unemployable. And that's where you have to start kind of humbling out and doing what it takes to be able to feed your family. Definitely. Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur at heart and you have an idea, then say go for it. But if you do not, then yeah, humility is going to go a long way to figure that stuff out. Yeah, and even if you're not, I, th- I think even with an entrepreneurial spirit, like you, hum- being humble is something that, uh, um, humility and and being humble was not something that came naturally to me. Mm-hmm. I was I was very much a, I want to show everyone what I've got, and I want to prove my success by the things I own, which mm-hmm. is so stupid and so ugly. Got the Gucci, dude. Everything, man. I would wear everything I could inside of my Mercedes, and I made sure everyone knew, and I hated it. So I got rid of the car. I hated what that meant. Is that the reason you got rid of that car? I hated it. I hated why I bought it. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. No one. Actually, this is the first time I've ever admitted it really publicly. Right. I just hated why I thought I had to do that. I remember. I remember, That's when I met you. Yeah. Is when you're in that phase. That's hilarious. Yeah, man. And it's nice. I don't regret anything I did, of course. And I made one decision, and then I made another because I can always do that. And, uh, but it's I am forever grateful that I could see that in myself and could change. Um, but it was awkward when I had to start admitting that that was like weird, you know? Right. Because I was like, that's who I am. I thought at nineteen, that's why I will be forever. Like at nineteen, that's a gut punch, right? To be like, got the Gucci belt. <laughs> yeah, man, and it's um. Yeah, to be humble, I think, is is um, is way more fulfilling. Totally. Yeah. Dude. The character development. A true Greek man. The, no, dude. Got the kappa. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I still like to run errands in my Adidas tracksuit. Like, <laughs> it's who I am. It's who I am, dog. Dude, that's like the, I think, that's the one thing I definitely judge you for. What? Your Adidas tracksuit. Why? Dude, I just... I never can take people who wear tracksuits seriously. Dude, that's fine. I don't need to be taken seriously. It's just always been a thing for me. I have no idea why. Maybe it was because I was I was bred that way. Like we You're always, Italian. I know. You're telling me you don't wear a velvet velour tracksuit though? I definitely did not. I have my cousin does. Right. <laughs> but Is I he a Guido? 
Yeah. He's, El, he's extra del bono. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what my people would call a malaka. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, like, because I think I grew up in a school where we made fun of the kids who wore, like, Kappa's tracksuits and stuff. Uh, okay, that's because that's because <laughs> of the brand, <laughs> because they're cringy. Oh, man. That's velour tracks. That's so uh, funny, dude. Yeah. I, I 100% judge people like that. But now we're friends. Yeah, man. I don't, you know what? Yeah, the character development is is insane, and it's um it's one hundred percent just about yeah looking into yourself and going ugh I don't like that about me. And you're not you don't have to like everything about yourself. That's sure. another thing, is not you're not always supposed to be comfortable. Generally speaking, you shouldn't ever really be comfortable. You're spot on, man. Uh, that happened to me uh, recently, where I felt just a little too comfortable. Mm. Oh, same. And, and only like bad it. things come out of it. Exactly. I just didn't like it. I just like I felt like it just. Everything every day was the same. Mm. Everything I just there was nothing really motivating me. Right, and I couldn't figure out what the reason was. Right, and uh, luckily, kind of really over time, started kind of figure out what it was I was making feel that way, and mm. uncovering it. And uh, it was hard, difficult. Mm-hmm. It was painful because you start realizing things about your character that's just deep down that is causing you to feel that way. Definitely, like, I don't want to change that. I know, dude. But yeah. It's true gotta grow up yeah that's a good another good keyword is gotta grow up for sure that's a great way to put it and i would agree with you about feeling comfortable like for example my weeks are generally filled with maintenance requests like that's what i that's basically what my week is it's just with tenant maintenance requests and when they come in i'm like oh, another like can't i just catch a break mm-hmm. but it keeps me on my toes i never know what's going to come in my box it could be something crazy like it could be you know you never know like you never know and so for a time when my, like, for example, maybe my business wasn't growing at the rate I wanted, so I wasn't getting a ton of maintenance requests. So every day was just me kind of doing nothing, waiting, try, growing my business, quote unquote, and whatnot. And so it's like, I learned that I can be quite lazy in a way, or, or maybe not lazy, but no lazy, yeah, that's the word, no need to sugarcoat it. Is That's why I was just being lazy. And I just thought it would grow itself, right? And it doesn't, it absolutely will not, right? So and same with if you're an employee wanting to get a job it's like your career is not going to develop itself either yeah and and no one can do it for you and so then it's like now my days are filled with maintenance requests and i'm busy and there's leasing whatever and i go oh yeah it's hard it's hard work i'm busy but i'm grateful Mm -hmm. and and when you can be grateful even though every day is hard or challenging or you're exhausted and you're going to bed and you're like oh today was rough but if you still do it the next day with joy, that's a good thing. Yeah, we love joy. That's a good thing. Like if you're like, you know what? Yeah, that was tough, but I did it. I I, I did it all and mm-hmm. I got through it. It's like, well, that's cool. That yeah. works for you. And on the end of every other issue is someone else who likely doesn't want it to be a big problem, who also wants an amicable resolution to something. So if you're at work and you have beef with a coworker or a manager and you're anxious about what that may mean, Nine times out of ten, they don't want it to be a big deal either. And if they do, they're just an ass, you know, like really. And that's okay. And some people are just some people are just like that. And you don't have to pretend to validate that what they did was right. Yeah. Some people can wrong you too. You can be wronged, and that sucks. And then you learn and move on and learn how did I get in that situation? What could I do differently? And how should I better approach it? And now you've got that under your hat too. Yeah. Which is even better. Boom. Yeah, I think you touched on the topic of being comfortable and comfortability. I think it's a very important thing of constantly being stuck in a comfortable kind of environment. Mm. You start getting lazy. It's like, oh, well, that's easy. I can do that. Right. And that's something that I found with filmmaking is every single day, every day on set, there's another problem. There's something else that needs to be solved. Mm. Right. Every new exciting thing is like all right this is another thing that we need to solve today this is another issue and i feel like if even in life if you get into a rhythm of everything's the same every day and you're not giving yourself small challenges everything is going to seem mundane yes right seek some uncomfortability to challenge yourself because i feel like that's kind of i wouldn't say the meaning of life but no one knows the meaning of life but you put challenges out in front of you to figure out throughout it's like you're just doing things and you're challenging yourself to see how much you can accomplish yes 
we, I think we were off the air when I said, it. I'm not sure. And this is just because I do subscribe to some spirituality, but what I said was interruptions are God's appointments. And what I mean by that is even if you don't necessarily subscribe to like a biblical God, what I mean by that is there's something, there's an energy, there's an aura, there's something or someone that needs to communicate with you when they put something hard in front of you. When they put something in front of you that makes you go, wow, that really screwed up my day. I really didn't see that coming. There's a reason. There's a reason why that happened. And you, ha- you just have to let it come, accept it, and just go with the flow. Accept that that challenge, man. It's good. Flow is flow. Dude, It yeah. Man. And there's a, like flow is that, that state you can get into, mm-hmm. which is an achievable state. And it feels good. Yeah. Get things going. Things are right. Going good. Yeah. When you can, when you can see a problem coming and you tackle it with ease and it's like, then you've mastered it. Even I haven't got there, but it's an inspiring goal. And it, you know, it makes wanting to tackle problems fun. Like it makes me think, yeah, it's all worth it. Totally. And on that note, Mm. I think it's a good way to end it. Let's do it. How do you dissolve a company here? Oh dude, I forgot we talked about this. This is crazy. This is stupid. uh, Of course in like legal fashion here in Nova Scotia. And it might be across the whole country, but I only talk to my lawyer here. So I learned that, yeah, like to incorporate a company, you can do that like pretty easily. A lawyer can do it, or you can like use those online services. Like it's really easy to incorporate. To end a corporation, the first step is advertising in a newspaper. So of your choice, a publication that can be seen by the masses. So here that's the Chronicle Herald for for Halifax. You have to advertise that you wish to end the company in the newspaper, on a printed newspaper, so that creditors can see that you wish to close, so that if you owe them money, they can pursue you. And and you you, you have to do that. Like that's part like you have to explain to the courts, I'm assuming, or like your lawyer does, that that has happened before you can strike the company, uh, like before you can dissolve the company. That's the dumbest thing. So of course you could just like not pay your renewal fees and the company would be revoked, but to like properly dissolve the corporation, you have to advertise it in the paper. Like specifically the paper. Yeah. It has to make it into print as well. Like it has to be like, like when you, I think when you advertise with the Chronicle Herald, it goes everywhere. Right. Um, Because I think it's like part, I think it would go in like the classified section maybe or like. (laughs) What are those things? I'm not sure. That's how my grandmother (laughs) used to advertise her rentals. Right, I remember as a cool. kid, like watching her write her ads for the Chronicle Herald that she had an apartment for rent, like da 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 da, sending it in so it would be in the paper, and like crazy strangers would just call. You don't even know who they are. Yeah, come over, take a look. What now it's so like? different now to rent an apartment. Seriously, like could you imagine Facebook write, Marketplace? <laughs> yeah, could you imagine writing to the Chronicle Herald that you've got an apartment for rent? Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, you're next to. <laughs> that's next I'm, gonna, I'm gonna change my business model. So we're gonna send send it to the Discord to give people an idea if that's what we're doing. That's the only place we're advertising. Yeah, if you want, it's been a tough time in the market. Yeah, this is now we're going to advertise rentals. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. So yeah, if you are you if you're looking to dissolve a com- corporation, don't just try and do it yourself because apparently there's a lot more to it than I thought. <laughs> I'm glad I asked the question. Wait, his his the honest advice was you may just want to keep the corporation open. If you ever need one in the future, it's cheaper to just keep renewing it and not do any business in the co- in the company. Right. Sweet. Did you have to dissolve a company? I have a couple that I'd like to, but. Oh, right. Because you, as a kid, you opened up like companies like crazy. Well, they were never incorporated. Oh, Those okay. were sole proprietors. But these were, these were corporations that just held property. Oh, okay. And they're just numbered companies. Ah, yes. But I just would, they're just sort of a nuisance, but it seems like it's a nuisance to end it too. <laughs> I think it's just a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right into the Chronicle Herald. Yeah, man. I'd like to close this numbered company that owes no one any money. It doesn't even have a bank account anymore. Like, I've closed everything. There's nothing. And then they're, you still have to do it. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. No credit cards associated with it? Nothing. There's no, not a thing. That's so dumb. It only held the property and then sold the property and that was it. What a waste of time. And money. It's just the red tape from the government, of course. We like, love the government. Oh, my. How much from it? Scale of one to ten, how much do you like the government? Ooh, I'd say like a solid three. How about you, Philip? Kiss my dad a job, so I'm gonna say a solid five there. Straight up. And since I, your dad roasted this show, and I hate the government, I give it a nice solid zero point two. 
0.2. The government just extended rent uh, cap. I saw that. Yeah, I got an email from someone. Some uh, My tenants are lucky. I was going to jack it up on a thousand bucks. You know? A thousand bucks, Josh. Stop. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they raised it. To, so this is good. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know and who rents, this is, you know, this is valuable information as well. So the 2% stays until the end of this year, 2023. January 1st, it's now 5%. Ooh. So. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's all the changes. The more you know. Yeah. For any renters out there, you're still protected, dog. True. Bruh. Bruh, that internet, bro. We're getting wrecked. Purple cow, man. That freaking purple cow, bro. Sheesh. Gee. Not President Chi. Not President Kimchi. <laughs> Dude, I love kimchi. I have some every day. It's here. It's just awesome. on its own. I just eat it out of the jar. Dude, really? Yeah. It's good for your stomach. Gee. It's fermented. Oh, yeah. It's, it's I, like eating sauerkraut. I kill that kombucha, bro. Yeah. Hannah's mom was the one who told me about eating sauerkraut, like how it's so good for you. And I looked into it, and it's like, it's so good for you. Really? Yeah, it's same as kombucha, same thing. True. Does it, does it have the same effect if you have it on a Reuben? That's the real question. I hope so, because those are deadly. <laughs> they Dude, are real good. Oh, what's the, for anyone listening, if this is going to go live, I don't know. But there's a restaurant out in Tantalan. Do you know what I'm about to say? Oh, you don't know? Oh, I can't remember the name right now. Ru- just, Rudy's? <laughs> yeah, dude. They made a mean sandwich, too. But this place also does. They make a, a Montreal smoked meat sandwich with sauerkraut. Dude, it's deadly. What, that's, like, I think the best sandwich. Interesting. What's your favorite sandwich? Favorite sandwich? That's like chicken club, man. Oh, dude. I love a club sandwich. Like, from a diner, like... No. Oh, wait. What's it? Wait, what do you mean? Dude, so I'm talking about chicken club. I, I, I'm talking getting fancy out here. Though. Oh. The diner chicken clubs? You like the white toast club suck. sandwich? No, I want that They're every day. So, oh, no. Every day. I, I want to make from, that at my house, bro. No. I want it from Uber Eats for $30. <laughs> talking about trimming the fat. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, Uber Eats for $30. <laughs> yeah, no, I cannot do diner chicken clubs never well ever oh it has to be you only get it from like actual chicken breast seasoned oh my god he's rich the tomato the lettuce the mayo okay on a brioche bun oh yeah. not wonder bread get no wonder bread that's funny my friends called me that growing up but not in this house oh okay she white boy white boy for love <laughs> and uh yeah man Good choice. The solid choice. It has, it has to be good chicken club. What's your favorite sandwich? BLT all the way. Ah, that's pretty close to a club sandwich. Yeah. But that's, yeah, dude, bacon. Yeah, why is bacon not on a club sandwich? Because it's just a BLT, right? I no, it's a chicken know. BLT. Chicken BLT. That'd be pretty Too good. much meat for one few person. Dude, tell Wendy's that. Have you ever seen a Baconator in person? Oh, my God. Have you ever seen a Baconator in person? Yeah. <laughs> dude, oh, that's crazy. I ate those a lot as a kid. And oh, yeah. I don't know how I'm still alive. Oh, I'm not saying it as though I haven't eaten them, but I'm just saying, like, have you seen it in person? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Well, you've been talking about it, like, as if it's like seeing the Grand Canyon. Yeah, <laughs> it's disgusting. It's just meat. It was six pieces of bacon, dude. That's insane. Those things were like 15 bucks in health inflation. Must be. Yeah. I remember KFC got in, like, legal trouble because they tried to sell a sandwich with fried chicken as the bun. I remember. Remember that? Double down. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Dude. That was disgusting. (laughs) That was disgusting. Didn't they put a chicken burger inside of two pieces of chicken? No. It was, um, I think it was just like. Well, like all the fixings inside of two chicken. What was was in a double down? Disgust. Uh, No, it was was a few slices of bacon in between two pieces of chicken and cheese. <laughs> That's America right there in a the picture, ain't it? and a little bit of chicken fried. Oh my gosh, dude! Shout out KFC, man, dude. dude. Here's another question: KFC, Mary Browns, or Popeyes? None of them. I agree, dude. They're all pickled. They're salty, that, right? They're salty. They're way too salty, bro. How does it get so salty? It's like I just I can't in good conscience eat those suckers. I think, well, it. they must brine it, right? That must be the issue. But, like, wash it off, man. Wash? <laughs> it's crazy. They kill, they kill those suckers with salt, dude. I don't know if anyone eats KFC as if, like, uh, even a once-a-week thing. I don't know how people do it. Oh, dude, my grandmother, my little old, she was, like, two apples tall, 100 pounds soaking wet. She would throw back a Toonie Tuesday, man, because it was cheap. <laughs> she loved them, Makes though. sense. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff is bonkers to me. It just 
Ugh. Yeah, man. Get to, oh. So, yeah, I can't do it. Always but a chicken sandwich. One thing for me, this is this is like my vice of vices, though. Okay. This is something I need to repent of and change. Mm-hmm. I have pizza once a week, minimum. Minimum. Interesting. Minimum. Yeah, you're a pizza guy. I'm a huge pizza guy. Yeah. It's bad. I'm a bad boy. What's your favorite pizza place? In Halifax? Yeah. Yeah, yes, 100%. Oh, yeah, you do love them. I do. Shout you out today. Oh. Oh, dude, their pizza's banging. Dude, I love their pizza. It's okay. the only pizza like that in the city. It definitely, because it's not like the traditional Halifax pizza shop, yeah. which is like, you know what I'm saying? It's like the Greek or Lebanese guy making pizza kind of thing. And then there's like a fancy Italian pizza. This is something in between. Yeah. It's exactly. like so unique. It's a good New York it's style a big, pizza. It's a big slice, too. Exactly. I fold. That's the only pizza I fold. Because you can fold it, man. Woo! I know. Yeah, I love that crap. It's all, I hate corp- is, I hate corporate pizza. Yeah, like Domino's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I only yeah I only eat it at corporate events. Yeah, because they have <laughs> easy to order apps. Yeah, exactly, and it's just so cheap. And you get receipts. Yeah. You're not getting a receipt from a pizza shop, dog. <laughs> that chicken scratch on like the dollar store uh, carbon coffee, <laughs> Rivanna style out here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I killed Rivanna's growing up, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Because I lived like right down the street from them. And oh. so this time of year, when I come into March, April, final semester stuff. Yeah. There's one here, bro. And I'm not exaggerating. It was bad. Okay. Me and my roommate, we had pizza boxes stacked this high. Two of them in our kitchen. Because every night we just like didn't want to cook and we were so stressed. We just go large garlic fingers, Rivanna's every night, dude. Gee, bad. I, I should have had some kimchi. <laughs> Dude. But the thing is, back then, pizza, how much was that? How much did that cost? All oh, large and like, like, G-Fings. It was like 15 bucks. That's time. insane. Yeah. Now for like anything, it's like 29 bucks. Minimum. 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 And like, heaven forbid you Uber Eats it. Yeah, not, yeah, not happening. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, Uber Eats about, was started in a recession. It's going to end in a recession, bro. Dude, <laughs> straight up. I was like, so I used to pay for the monthly subscription because I would take Ubers a lot and I would use Uber Eats a lot. So I was like, it was saving me money. Then I was driving more and I thought, well, I'll cancel it. So that way I'm not so tempted to use Uber Eats. And now I just pay the high delivery fees on Uber Eats. <laughs> I'll just do it anyway. <laughs> dude, you're savage, dude. Uh, it's, yeah. so, it's so easy. I know. I'm like, why would I go buy my groceries and cook when I can just do this and it's like the same price? Dude, do you know one thing I haven't had in a while? Timbits. You know what? You still used to roll up here with your free Timbits on how you put the swag on to get these. Dude, I, I, I tried Tim to Tim Horton's th- grandma's. I my last Tim Horton story. I was trying to put my swag on. Dude. And it worked, but not really. Oh. So. Did you lie? It was when we were flying out to Toronto. Oh. We just happened to be going out at the same time. All the family's going to Florida. Uh-huh. Let's go to so Disney. That, that March break crowd was a little crazy up in there. Oh. And so I was like, we we're waiting our flight, and it was st- kept getting delayed. And I was like, mm. okay. So I just like ordered Timbits on the app. Right, like, right, 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 right. Go over and pick it up. I go over, and there's like, yeah, we had your orange juice, but yeah, we got nothing, nothing left. We're clearing right out. I was like do you have because on the app this is the thing i hate about the tim hortons app if you order it and they don't have it they don't reimburse you and they or they try not to reimburse you they try to give you something else and so i was like okay what do you have and there's like uh just go over to the the window the your window over there and you can check i go over the window there was one little brand muffin left in this whole thing i was like that's all you got left Okay, so I go back to them, and there's like, which one do you, what do you want? And I was like, whatever's left. And there's like, true. <laughs> I was like, you guys are killing me. You made me go to the window. You knew it was there. You could have just grabbed it for me. Was this the Tim's in the airport? Yeah. Dude, that's the most ratchet Tim's. It is. It's ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a wild time in there. So, oh, Airports are such a fever dream, man. Like, I, I love airports. Don't get me wrong. I love traveling, love airports, love flying. I hate everyone else in the airport, dude. The, what, the people that hawk around the the stand, like the 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 gate, mm. they start standing up for no reason, as if it's going to take off without them. <laughs> for number one, and then number two, the same idiots that are standing around the gate stand up as soon as the plane lands. Yo, that's Kelsey. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> she was that person that last trip. Oh man, I was getting I was getting embarrassed, and that's hard to do. 
<laughs> no, dude. She. Oh man, did she? She freaking bodied a girl when we got we landed in Halifax, man. Soon as I ding, stands right up, and uh, I was like, "Girl, what are you doing?" I love it. You're killing me. That's out hilarious. Here. Like, where are you going? Like, oh man, I was like, she. Yeah, uh, she was. She was definitely living the stereotypical old white guy. I vibe. love it. Does she clap when it lands? No. Oh, okay. She should though. That'd be interesting. That'd be funny. I would love to see that. How are we doing over here? It was good for like eight minutes, and then it cut out again. Bruh. I guess. But now we're back. I so we're we'll to like eight minutes. This is later. our off the cuff audio only episode. Yeah. This will be. A, this is actually we're only gonna release this in audio. Yeah. Well, that's what good we'll do. Stuff. We'll just keep doing our thing, man. Yeah. This one's for the homies. Okay. Um, we're just not gonna have any TikTok content, unfortunately. But Tim's. Yeah, I haven't had Tim bits in a while. I want to have some tonight. Cause then I try, yeah, I try to get some of that airport. Didn't have any. That was the first time I ever had some. Dude, you gotta go on the way. What's okay? Uh, I swear, maybe they make them again now. Cause I got them like once or twice. A jelly powder, what white like sugar powder? What is it? Yeah. Oh, dude, dangerous. Dangerous is right, man. I just had one of those the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Uh, Cause I teach at NASCAD and this. The class before me bought a bunch of donuts, and they had a couple jellies left, and I was like... Like full donuts? Full donuts. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, the prof before me, like, he came into class, and he was like, looked at his students, and he said, y'all look depressed. (laughs) So, uh, he went and bought them all, like, two boxes of donuts from Tim Hortons. (laughs) He said, you look depressed. (laughs) Bruh. I was like... True. (laughs) And talk about insult injury, eh? Yeah, you look depressed, so here's some food. <laughs> Eat your feelings. Yeah, get fat. Yeah, let's give everyone here binge eating disorder. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Almost the same thing happened on set where, like, the third day the prop shows up, looks around, is like, I'll be back in a minute. And comes back with, like, two boxes of donuts. Oh, donut. That's such a Canadian thing, I feel. It really is. So, they're so easily accessible. They are, man. And it's the one thing Tim Hortons can't screw up because they don't even make them. They're yeah. shipped in. Yeah. It's like they can't get it wrong. <laughs> I'm here for it. Well, all as I know is at the end of this, I'm going home tonight. You get some Timbits. I'm getting some Timbits. <laughs> so whatever it is you're doing, whether you be at the drive-thru at Tim Hortons. Oh, my gosh. Or dissolving a corporation. Or practicing stoicism. Oh, We love true. stoicism. Whatever it is you're doing. Wherever you are. We love you. We're out. Peace. We love Jackie Mitzi. Hank.